listening to the podcast of Canadian Serbian Sun magazine, a program about Serbs and Serbian culture, which is intended for people around the world. My name is Kristina Bjalic. The topic of today's podcast is Slava, Kolo and Gusle, pieces of heritage that are found on UNESCO's list as Serbian intangible and cultural goods. In our program, we talk about Serbian traditions, culture and famous Serbs. And we'll also talk to our honorary Serb from Montreal, Sasha Vijan, who we also know by his nickname Saladugokosi, a Canadian who's been married to a Serbian woman for 20 years. The UNESCO Intangible Cultural Heritage Lists includes three goods from Serbia. The Slava got its spot on the list back in 2014, and the Serbian folk dance Kolo was included in 2017. The last good that UNESCO included in 2018 was the gusle, a traditional Serbian folk instrument used to accompany epic folk songs from Serbian history. Orthodox customs and traditions are not the same among all Orthodox peoples. For the Greeks, for example, each saint has a special day and the Greeks celebrate it as a feast day. For Serbs, this is Slava. Slava is the most characteristic feature of the spiritual and familial life of Serbs. This is one of the ways that Serbs differ themselves from other Christian groups. It is a form of both recognition and identity. In the entire Christian and Slavic world, Serbs are the only people who celebrate Slava. The celebration of the saint, on whose day our ancient ancestors likely were baptized into Christianity, is passed down from generation to generation, from father to son. After Christmas, the Slava, or Krsnaslava, or sometimes Krsnoime, is the most important cultural religious tradition and the biggest family holiday for Serbs. Slava in its present form began in the 12th century, at the time when Saint Sava was the first Serbian archbishop. The custom proceeded in the following way. If a family converted to Christianity, then the patriarch, as its most prominent member, would take the name of the saint on whose day he was baptized and celebrate that day. His family would continue this tradition, keeping that saint as the family's protector. Once received, a family Slava does not change. Rather, it is inherited. These are the most common patron saint days celebrated as Slavas. January 20th, St. John the Baptist or Jovendan. January 27th, St. Sava or Savindan. May 6th, St. George or Djurjevdan. November 8th, St. Demetrius, or Mitrovdan. November 21st, St. Michael, or Aranjelovdan. And December 19th, St. Nicholas, or Nikundan. A few days before Slava, in the home where it will be celebrated, preparations begin in order to greet the Slava with solemnity and dignity. The house is thoroughly cleaned and tidied. Guests are invited to Slava only once initially, then every year afterwards, these guests are considered permanently invited and will only be given a reminder to attend by the host in future years. Before Slava, in some homes, a priest is invited to the house to perform a blessing with holy water, attended by all members of the household. The priest visits all the rooms of the house and sprinkles them with holy water. A tall, pure beeswax candle is purchased for Slava. On the day of the Slava, before the priest comes into the house, the master of the house lights the candle in the presence of his family and closest friends. This candle is also lit on the second and third day of Slava. If a priest comes to the house, he uses an incense burner to bless the patron saint's icon, the kolach, ritual bread, žito, traditional dish made of soft wheat berries, wine, and all the members of the household in attendance. 
While this is happening, everyone faces eastward. After the blessing, the priest sings the Slava's Troparion, or short hymn, says prayers for the well-being and health of the household, and blesses the bread and wine. Then he turns over the kolach, cuts the bottom crust in the shape of a cross, and pours wine along the cuts. If the priest does not come to the house, then the kolach and jito can be brought to the church. Generally, the master of the house brings them himself or with some of his children, and in the case he is unable to do so, they can be taken to the church by any member of the family. The kolach and jito are brought to the church early in the morning before the beginning of the liturgy. In addition to kolach and jito, the Slava celebrators bring a small candle, a bottle of wine, and a list with the names of all the family members. During the turbulent centuries of their history, and despite being subject to invasion and persecution, the Serbs managed to preserve their Slava and the Slava ritual. It consists of a prayer for the consecration of kolach, jito, and wine, and each family determines their own way of following the old tradition. But it is important to celebrate. The kolach is decorated with various figures and symbols made out of dough. An acronym of Cyrillic letters is imprinted on the central part of the bread, representing the phrase, Jesus Christ conquers, in Greek or it is decorated with a dove as a symbol of peace. The Slava Žito is a symbol of the resurrection and a mandatory offering at all Slavas. It is prepared the day before Slava. The wheat berries, or kernels, are cooked, drained, ground, and mixed with ground walnuts and sugar. The ratio of ingredients can be determined by each household according to their taste. Fragrant spices such as cloves, nutmeg, or vanilla can also be added. The Jito is first served to the members of the household, and then every guest who comes to the Slava first crosses themselves and then serves themselves with a spoonful of Jito. Wine, which is used in the rite of consecration, is a symbol of Christ's blood shed for the salvation of humanity. The dining table is ceremoniously prepared for Slava. If Slava falls on a fasting day, which is Wednesday or Friday, or during a Lenten period, then the feast is prepared with no animal products except for fish but on all other days, it can contain meat, eggs, and dairy. The culmination of the ritual is the ceremonial breaking of the Slava Kolach and its raising to the glory of God and to the saint. Everyone present holds the Kolach from below and turns it in a circle. Then they break the Kolach together. The priest takes both halves, puts them together, aligning the bottom crusts, kisses it, and hands it back to the members of the household, at which point he says a prayer. Subscribe for print or digital editions of Sun Magazine. With your subscription, you will help promote Serbian ethnic identity, culture, and traditions, as well as help develop new podcast content for our Canadian public and other listeners worldwide. According to Serbian cultural tradition, a Slava is inherited and is transferred exclusively through the male line. If the daughter's husband joins the traditional household of the parents-in-law, he receives his father-in-law Slava. Upon the patriarch's death, the matriarch can choose whether or not to continue celebrating the Slava. While the father is alive, the son or sons do not host the Slava, but rather celebrate it with the father. When the father dies, then the sons take over hosting. If there is more than one son, they can discuss among themselves whether just one or all of them take over hosting duties. If the sons are unable to come to the father Slava due to distance or for other reasons, as soon as they start their own household, they can start celebrating Slava on their own. This also happens to Serbs who live in the diaspora, far from their homeland and parents. In that way, the Slava, as a Serbian custom, came to the North American continent and was upheld in Canada and in the US among most Serbian families. The Slava should be celebrated on the exact day the Saint Day falls and is traditionally celebrated for three days. 
On the first day, the Kumovi, who are close extended kin, and close relatives come over. On the second day, it's other friends. And on the third day, the neighbors come over for coffee and cookies. Nowadays, a slava is mostly celebrated for only one day, but where there are more guests and less space, it's often celebrated for two or even three days. Today, some families, for practical reasons of avoiding weekdays, move the celebration to the weekend. When it comes to saints celebrated by a large number of Serbian families, such as St. Nicholas or St. George's Day, it is not unusual to go to several Slava celebrations in one day. Sale, what is your experience with this part of our culture? Our family doesn't celebrate a Slava. My father-in-law was a young communist, as many were or had to be in Yugoslavia at that time, and he dispensed with such old customs. My wife didn't feel the need to resurrect it in Canada, neither, having had a secular and modern upbringing in Belgrade, Yugoslavia's capital. And I've never been the sort of person who would host a huge party and cater to so many guests. It had always seemed daunting to me, though since we bought a house, we've naturally filled it with a few dozen Serbs on several occasions. A friend of ours in Lyurovoslava just has a feast at Easter, inviting similarly non-religious Serbian families from our small community in Montreal. But we did have one occasion a few years back when a friend invited us to their traditional Slava. Received at the door, the family's patron saint icon on prominent display, with wonderful smells of cooked foods drawing attention, I'm confronted with the strange thing that is Jito. A large bowl sits on a table with spoons with which, while the host who just greeted you is watching, one must scoop up this odd mixture of cooked wheat, walnuts, and sugar, and consume it on the spot. By doing so, one gains admittance to the home and the growing group of people chatting and enjoying drinks inside of it. Now beyond this interesting and odd ritual, the rest of the evening passes with the usual warmth and pleasant atmosphere any Serbian social occasion engenders. The fact that people would hold this sort of family birthday, bringing friends together for no other reason than to be a host to such a circumstance, beautifully reveals the brotherhood and sisterhood implicit in the Serbian identity. This strikes me as the defining feature behind the survival of their culture across eras of upheaval and subjection, and a Slava is the perfect occasion to express it. Kolo is the folk dance of Serbs, whose name has a clear origin from the old Slavic word meaning wheel. It is very similar to the Romanian folk dance Hora and the Bulgarian folk dance Horo. It is danced in a circle that goes round and round. The kolo is a chain of connected dancers that close the circle, so the symbolism is clear. The closing of the circle means the community is protected from anything that could harm it. It is not known how old kolo is and how long it's been danced, but it is thought that the old Slavs believed that with energetic body movements and turning, they would help the turning of the sun. Kolo has long been a part of everyday rural and even urban life. It has also become a part of the everyday life of Serbs scattered all over the world. From their homeland, Serbs always carried their customs, habits, and rituals with them, not least of which is Kolo. Kolo has a basic pattern, three steps to the right, two in place, and then repeat in the other direction. It can be danced in a closed circle, in a line, or in parallel lines. In some types of Kolo, the soloist dances in the middle of the circle. 
The tempo is usually fast, although it can vary. Kolo stimulates collective and individual energy and represents positivity and enthusiasm. It was and is danced at festivals, holiday celebrations, weddings, and other happy occasions. Kolo was less popular in the cities than in the villages. It was always danced by all classes and people of all ages, and in doing so, was a sign of the unity of the Serbian people regardless of status. It was noted that on Palm Sunday in 1865, after lunch, the Serbian prince Mihailo went with the princess down to the people and led a kolo in Topčider Park. Kolo is often mentioned in Serbian lyrical folk songs, from which we learn that boys and girls watched each other in the kolo, where it was a perfect place to meet other young people and to choose future spouses. But if a boy entered the kolo next to a girl and she left the kolo because of that, it was both an insult and an embarrassment for the boy. An argument and even a fight could occur during the kolo if a guy stepped between another guy and his sweetheart in an attempt to separate them. We also learn from those songs that the common place to dance kolo was at a village crossroads or in front of a church. The lead dancer or kolo voja is usually the best dancer, and the dancer at the end of the line is called the kits, meaning ace. Kolo dancers hold each other by the hands or at the waist. It is danced on the whole foot, the body is relaxed, and in some kolos, a man can move his shoulders and a woman her hips. In addition to the closed circle, which is a simple and rigid form, another common form of the dance is in a semicircle with the roles of kolovoja and kets emphasized. The basic pattern of the kolo is then ornamented with jumps, interwoven feet, flicks, small steps, stops, kicks, syncopations, and so on. Some of the most beautiful Serbian kolos are considered to be Moravac, Užičko, Čačak, Vranjansko, Takovsko, Šumadisko, Devojačko, and others. Your home sold at the price acceptable to you, guaranteed, or I pay the difference. Buyers, if you're not satisfied with your home purchase within 18 months, I'll sell it for free. No gimmicks or empty promises and with a guarantee certificate. For the exclusive seller's guarantee and buyer's protection programs, please visit www.thepopovicrealtyteam.com or simply call or text us. Call Veselko Popovic, sales representative for Century 21 Leading Edge Realty Incorporated at 416-892-4921 or send an email to veselko.popovic at bell.net. It is very important that Serbs pass on their tradition and culture to the younger generations, both at home and abroad. Kolo is a kind of phenomenon which not only draws children to the old traditional values of the Serbian people, but also brings them closer to each other, both in the homeland and in the diaspora. Of the many folklore societies in Serbia, the ensemble Kolo stands out with its long and successful work, which is like a mobile museum, preserving traditional dance, music and costumes. It was founded in 1948 and since then it has represented Serbia and the Serbian tradition on tours all over the world. The ensemble has performed at the Metropolitan Opera House, Carnegie Hall, the Cologne Opera, Teatro La Fenice, the Bolshoi Theatre, the Sydney Opera House, and many other venues worldwide. Wherever Serbs live in the diaspora, there are folklore societies whose goal it is to preserve and present Serbian tradition and culture through traditional folk dance, song, music, and language, and to authentically present Serbian folklore heritage. They're ultimately trying to make the younger generation of Serbs gain a sense of belonging to their ancestral people through their dances. The spirit of any nation and of any region is reflected through its folk dances. 
Through Kolo, we are acquainted with the tradition and cultural characteristics of particular regions. The folklore, music, rhythms, and melodies of the Serbian lands are extremely rich because they contain various influences of many peoples and manifest the permeation of different cultures. Kolo is one of the ways through which the world recognizes us, and this is one of the many reasons why it's important to preserve it. Sasha Vijan, our fellow journalist, Canadian, honorary Serb, please share with us your thoughts about Serbian Kolo. If you've ever been to a Serbian party or any special occasion involving a large number of Serbs that would include music, you know that there is invariably a moment, usually early in the program, when a kolo happens. The DJ at these affairs always throws on a string of music that has a special rhythm and character that causes first the girls and women, and then the boys and men, to suddenly jump up, hold hands forming a growing circle, and perform a special dance everyone seems to know instinctively. It appeared spontaneous to me when I first found myself in such circumstances, but soon my ear learned the cues and I expected it, realizing that it never wouldn't happen. It's infectious and joyous, and the smiles on the faces of the dancers explain much about why such things unfold this way. And the fact that it never fails to do so is, on its own, a feature that clearly connects to the Serbian identity, like the other cultural elements recognized by UNESCO. The Kolo dance lies at the heart of the Serbian folklore practices I watched my son attend from ages 3 until 13, when tennis took over his life. Not to mention yet another Serbian mother infatuated with Novak Djokovic. I've watched him and his dance mates perform different versions of the dance from different regions that Serbs have inhabited in the Balkans, and each one reveals particularities unique from the others. When well choreographed and rehearsed, and then performed in traditional costumes from head to toe, it leaves an impression of the inestimable value of having such diverse traditions preserved and practiced in North America. It delights the heart with the simple and timeless joys of faraway places. Evich Construction LTD is a specialized construction company for all types of construction and renovation works. Thanks to the many years of experience of our team of masters and the use of the highest quality materials, we're able to provide top quality services with affordable prices and strict compliance with deadlines. Call us at 416-769-1431 or visit our website www.evichconstruction.com. Singing to the accompaniment of Gusle, maiden on the UNESCO representative list of the intangible cultural heritage of humanity in November 2018. The word Gusle comes from the Proto-Slavic word meaning string, which in itself speaks of the long history of singing with Gusle. The first mention of Gusle among the South Slavs comes from the Byzantines, from the first half of the 7th century, when it was reported that two unarmed spies who only carried wooden instruments with them were caught. It is believed that Gusle originate from Central Asia, from where it reached the territory of Serbia via Byzantium. 
ancient gusla were decorated on the top with a carved horse or goat's head as symbols of cattle farming and nomadic peoples. Later on in Serbia, there were often carvings of national heroes found on gusla. The connection with the ancient pre-Christian customs of the Serbs can be seen in that gusla are made of maple, which in Serbian pagan belief represented the cult of ancestors. Some books and publications mention the fact that the Serbian gusle welcomed Frederick Barbarossa in the 12th century when he met with the Serbian ruler Stefan Nemanja in Niš, where Nemanja offered him the help of the Serbian state in the Crusades. Legend has it that Barbarossa was amazed by the sound of the gusle and the singing it accompanied, and became very interested in the details surrounding this instrument. Gusle is a traditional string instrument with one, sometimes two strings, which is found among the Serbian people in Serbia, Montenegro, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Dalmatia, Lika, and Bosanska Krajina. They're usually made of maple wood, and the strings are made of 30 braided strands of horsehair, as are the strings of the bow. The body of the instrument is covered with an animal skin, and a long neck is attached to it. Gusle is an instrument that requires great skill in order to play it. The bow pulled over the tight strings produces a sharp and dramatic sound. To play it, the instrument is held between the knees, while the palm of one hand holds the long neck. In the history of the Serbian people, gusle had a particularly important role. The performers, or guslars, sang about important events for centuries, so that the lyrics of those songs were remembered due to the constant repetition, and were eventually written down. Many songs talk about the time Serbia spent under Ottoman rule and about the Serbs' struggle for independence and survival under foreign rule. One of the most famous Serbian guslars whose name we know was a blind singer named Filip Višnić, who lived during the 19th century. From him, Serbian philologist, reformer of the Serbian language, and collector of folk songs, Vukaradžić, heard and wrote down many epic songs. These epics are considered the greatest treasures of Serbian oral tradition and of European epic poetry as a whole. However, in as early as the second half of the 19th century, the common guslar tradition gradually began to die out. But thankfully, just like many other Serbian traditions, it has been preserved to this day. Today, there exist close to 60 guslar societies united in the Union of Guslars of Serbia. Subscribe for print or digital editions of Sun Magazine. With your subscription, you will help promote Serbian ethnic identity, culture, and traditions, as well as help develop new podcast content for our Canadian public and other listeners worldwide. Sasha Vijan, our honorary Serb, have you ever heard of the Serbian musical instrument gusle? The sound of the gusle and its accompanying singing are not things you are likely to experience in North America as it doesn't have a ubiquitous expression in modern times, like the kolo and other folkloric things. But through the cultural societies that do exist to preserve this ancient art in Serbia, one can easily find performances on the internet that give a sense of what makes this a feature of Serbian culture worth preserving. The unique sound and musical process with ritual-like style steadily maintained throughout underlies the expression of continuity with the past for Serbian people. Sympathetic vibrations between the solitary string 
and the solitary voice carry a depth of human expression with an overall character of lament, while lyrical content retells the epic journeys of past heroes in a poetic style suggestive of classical Greece. Now the amateur historian in me, whose interest in the past was awakened while traveling across Serbia many years ago, is charmed by the metaphor of the single string of the gusle connecting the past with the present, from the earliest Serbian contact with the Roman Hellenistic world, through medieval times and the Ottoman occupation, to the wise and faithful hands of Vuk Karadzic, the Serbs have inherited something that remains unmistakably at the heart of who they are. Musically, in the lamentful quality I mentioned, there is a connection through that part of a people's blues, if you will. When such a people journey through centuries of historical events and changes of fortune, it is perhaps not surprising that they would develop an artistic way of both addressing the struggles of the present while keeping the past alive so that it may shine its light on the path to the future. And the Gusle, along with the Kolo and the Slava, is indeed part of a clear source of light. You are listening to the podcast of Canadian Serbian Sun magazine about Serbs and Serbian culture around the world. Stay tuned for future episodes where Sun journalists will continue to introduce you to the traditions and culture of the Serbian people. Until next time, thank you for listening and greetings from the editorial staff of Sun Magazine. The creation of this podcast was financially supported by the Government of Canada. <laughs>